The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness podcast. I got two amazing guests today, gentlemen that I've been following for quite a while now that I think, as I told them this morning when we said hi to each other, they're a bunch of badasses, but they're really, really cool dudes. And I I really hope the audience gets something out of this interview today. So without further ado, Kale and Trevor, uh, what I like to do is have you introduce yourself to the audience, like exactly who you are and what you do. And then we're just going to get rolling. Go ahead, Kale. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right, man. Well, this is Kale. And uh, first of all, dude, I appreciate you having us on, man. I always, you know, think it's a privilege when people reach out and want us to have, and want to have us on their podcast as well. So I appreciate that to, to, I guess, introduce myself a little bit, man. Like I'm just, I'm like everybody else, dude. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm on a mission to just create the best life possible for me and my family. And that's, that's, that's a huge driving factor for me. Obviously I've got personal ones as well. Uh, but we've been, I've been in business since 2006 when I ventured out on my own and took that leap of faith and, uh, have built multiple businesses. I've seen some multiple failures along the way as well. Uh, but I've also had multiple successes and I've been able to align myself with great with great people and partners like Trevor and, and build even more amazing things. And so we've got multiple business ventures and we've got our own families and and uh, man, we're just we're just out here trying to make, you know, make a difference in, in the businesses that we build. I mean, when we start businesses, a lot of times it's like the vision is very selfish and it's like all about, you know, getting money and creating your wealth and doing these things. And then you know, over the last five years, our conversations have really shifted to, you know, like, hey, man, how can we, you know, how can we be better than the competitors, but also serve people? And how can we really build our businesses to actually make an impact in, in our expertise and what we provide, what our products and services are? And so, I mean, that's really, that's really what we're doing. Our, our mission has shifted the last five years to, you know, less selfish money grabbing goals to like, hey, giving more, which is funny because it also does, it's provided a lot more back our, our way as well. And so that, I mean, that's just kind of what we've been doing the last five years, you know? And so uh, we own easier accounting. We own 60 day credit repair. We've got different external investments we're a part of as well. But uh, that's that's a little bit about me and us a little bit. I mean, Trev can give you a little introduction on, on him personally as well, but that's that's kind of what we're doing and, and, and some of our personal things as well. So yeah, uh, my name's Trevor Cowley. Me and Cal have multiple business ventures together. You know, we run an Instagram page called Real Business Owners. We have a podcast called Real Business Owners. At this point, we, you know, we've done a pretty good job of building businesses and uh, creating uh, a decent income for ourselves to the point where now, you know, we're, we're more so investors, you know, we're not looking to start new businesses, because
because businesses obviously take a lot of time, uh, especially the, the the startup phase, right? Year one to year three, it's a lot of heavy lifting, a, a lot of capital that's needed. At this point, we're more interested in having our capital work for us. We've already put the years in, the time in. We're continuing to build what we currently have, but also continuing to look at ways that we can build even a stronger financial future without necessarily having to invest the time aspect in order to, you know, continue to grow financially. So it's been a pretty fun journey, Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, over the last decade or so. Kel's been in business longer than myself. We partnered up about 10 years ago. So he's got an additional, you know, four or five years experience. And, uh, you know, that's definitely useful when, uh, when, when you're looking at different deals, he has a different perspective than I do, you know, so he can look at some things and say, well, what about this? Or what about that? You know, something that I might not have seen or vice versa. So it's always good to have multiple eyes on one project. Yeah. And, and that goes both ways, man. I mean, we, we, you know, we both have a lot of the same beliefs, but different perspectives and did it works out well, man. Like the paths we've been choosing have been, you know, seem to work out and been meant to be. So, right. It's like a good marriage, right? Like at least I liken that to like my wife sometimes see things that I do that I won't see my, you know what I mean? And, you know, yeah, my wife sees everything that I do that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> I was gonna she say, lets, yeah. she lets me know about it. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But that's cool Which though, is- right? Because what, if, if you don't see it, you can always say, Hey, Kale, check it out. I see this. And he might go, well, now I see this, you know, and vice versa, like you said, which yeah. makes for, for a great partnership. Right. Cause then you guys come together. Right. And like, yeah. you know, we're all part of the same uh, network. Right. We all have, we talk about values and ethics and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's cool that, you know, I have you guys on here, right? Because I'm new to the entrepreneurial game, right? Probably started two years ago. And, nice. you know, I started- So you're, you're right in the thick of things then. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're wearing many hats right now. Absolutely, right? So it's it's yeah. business owner, you know, uh, employee, uh, grandfather, husband, you know, you guys know, I don't have to tell you, like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> there's times I've looked in the mirror and said, dude, why'd you start this shit for? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But I'm glad, you know, and I'm glad because I'm learning from guys like yourselves who've been doing this for quite a long time, right? It's that whole thing we see in, in some of the posts in, in the network that we belong to, Apex, right? Where it's it's alignment assignment, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I don't believe in coincidences. And I know I got to work my ass off, right? And there's reasons I get to connect with guys like yourself who, you know, I get to follow and, and watch because you guys, you guys come from a place of authenticity, you know, you guys do the right thing. You know, like that walk I, say, I saw you did a live on, I know that's some 38 mile walk you were on or run i was like man that's that's cool trevor you know i'm a counselor if you ever want to talk yeah about it was that, a 38 don't don't oh. give me too many miles it was right. 37 but 37, 37. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know if I could have done that 38, you know, it was, I was done, done by the time I got 37 in. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's always fun to challenge yourself, find new ways, unique ways to, you know, overcome, you know, mental barriers. That's really all that was, is I wanted to put myself in a, in, in a tough situation and, and wanted to go against my mind head on and see if I could overcome it and see if I can get over the hurdle of 37 miles, you know, and it, and it, and it did work. And, it, and I surprised myself because about halfway through, I was telling Kel, I don't know if I was going to be able to get it done. I might have to walk the last half or, you know, uh, my back was starting to hurt. Legs are starting to hurt. Kel did uh, 18 and a half miles with me. So nice. with, zero, with zero training, I had about a month, little over a month of training for the 37 miles, but you know, it was a good time. Um, it just, I, I just don't think enough people give themselves credit for what they actually truly can accomplish when they put their mind, you know, towards that thing, whatever that thing is, you know? Right. 
And that, that brings me kind of to a point. You're right. Your mind, if you tell like, if you set those big goals, right. And your why is big enough to how will show up, whether it's a walk or whatever. Right. Like I remember reading what's his name's book. Can't hurt me. David Goggins. Right. Uh, and he talks yeah, about yeah. the first hundred mile, 24 hour race. He did right on two days notice where he's shitting on himself. Shin splints, but oh, he yeah. finished. Right. Yeah. And he yep, finished. Yeah. Right. And I just interviewed a guy where he was telling me, you know, he, his doctor told him you shouldn't go do the New York marathon. Right. And you know, you're, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. And he was in pain, but he had already signed up and he said, you know, I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. He goes, it took me six hours. Because, but my goal was to finish and I finished. So yeah. you're right. Like, um, you know, I'm ex-military and, you know, and I've been in my addiction when I was, and I remember telling myself, man, I gotta, I gotta do something different. Right. So sometimes it is the power of the mind that gets us to the next level. Right. And, and the work that yeah. we do in between. So, you know, tell the audience, you know, like for me, this is exciting, right? Like I get to hang out with you guys for a few minutes and, and learn <laughs> from you and, and hopefully, you know, bring some value to my audience, right? So talk about some of the challenges, both personal and business that you guys had to overcome, right? To get to where you are today. Yeah. I mean, there's, you don't see success without overcoming challenges, right? You know, and, and I honestly think that, you know, individuals that are in a low place, that's a perfect opportunity to start making some changes, right? Usually it's, it's when you get certain news or something happens, um, that you just feel like you can't take anymore. And then a change happens right after that, right? So myself, I had addiction issues as well from the time I was 19 till the time I was almost 24 years old coming out of a low place. I decided it's time to take life a little bit more seriously. Kel's story is a little bit different. He had a, a child, you know, a tough situation for an 18 year old to try to, to, to try to take on fatherhood, right? And so usually it's something that happens that, that forces you to start taking life a little bit more seriously. And I think not enough people are utilizing these bad situations to learn a lesson or, you know, make a change in their life. They just kind of take it on the chin, bitch about it, and then continue to take it on the chin over and over and over. You just get what you're, what you're willing to tolerate. Right. And I think people are uh, uh, tolerating a little too much in terms of lack, right? They lack a lot. They lack a lot mentally. They lack a lot financially, spiritually, and they just accept it for, for what it is rather than, you know, taking control of the situation and changing the outcome. When Kel had a, a child at 18 years old, he decided it's time to take life a little bit more serious and change the outcome of his life and, and dictate how it turns out. And when I came off of drugs, it was the same situation, right? I already threw four years of my life away. So it was time to actually make up for lost time. And so I put my head down and we, and we got to work. And really that's kind of the beginning stages or the early, early struggles. Obviously in business, every single day you show up, there's going to be a struggle. It's not if it's just, what is it? What is it today? Right. <laughs> right. And so there's, exactly. you know, some days are, some days are molehills, some days are mountains, right. Whether it's a, an employee mm -hmm. that you've had for a long time, you know, quit on you. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It could be a, somebody you do business with deciding not to do business with you. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be problems. And we just choose to, you know, look at it that from our perspective that it was supposed to happen. You know, we, we might not understand why, it's happening, but it was supposed to happen. And the reason will show itself at one point or another. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, like Trev said, dude, I mean, uh, I had a kid, I was still in high school, right. And, and I was faced with this decision of like, I could keep playing high school sports and, and 
I could give this kid up for adoption, which some of we were getting some pressure to possibly do. And, or I can, or, or I can like step up and go get a job. Right. And so I made the decision to drop out of high school, man. I just, I didn't know what to do, Max. I, I, I went down and started pushing carts at a grocery store. All I knew was hard work. And that's one thing that I did get from my upbringing is, is hard work. Like I would go help my dad on his construction sites and his jobs. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, you know, pushing carts at our local Smith's Kroger food here, like I got promoted quickly because I worked hard, you know, and I, and I put myself out there in front of the right people and the right bosses. And then I went to, you know, uh, Walmart distribution and I worked hard and I got promoted there. And then I, and then I found sales and I met Trevor and we worked hard, you know, there and we got to know each other. And we built this relationship as friends. And when our, when our past came back together, you know, I, I think that a lot of people, like Trev said, they need to give themselves more credit, man. Like they need to put themselves out there. Everything, everything I've been willing to do and put myself out there in front of people and take the leap of faith uh, to go and start my own business. And, you know, all these things, it just, it's just weird how it all came together. But like, in order to see, like when I saw Trev, I instantly always saw like so much talent in him, but that requires you also like seeing there's something in yourself as well too, right? Like, you know, I, I knew I was always a hard worker. I knew I was always putting myself out there in the right positions to, to open Open up opportunities. And so, you know, it was just, it was just weird and natural how it all came together, man. And, and, uh, you know, partnerships are also another huge challenge in business, man. We've got other partners as well. And, you know, people will tell you, I mean, you've interviewed other people in Apex and every high level entrepreneur group we've ever been a part of. It's like, dude, there's always these challenges and these businesses imploding over partnerships. And like, we've never gotten to that point. We, we have very similar beliefs, but we, we do think differently in different areas. And like, but at the end of the day, just like you brought up in the very beginning where it's like a, another marriage, is you don't marry somebody with the thought of like, oh, well, I'm just going to divorce them and fight. Right? <laughs> right. Like you guys are committed to right. each other. Trez been in downtimes. I've been in downtimes and what he does, even whether he's tried to or not pushes me to get out of my downtimes. He's been in downtimes where I'm like, dude, what can I do? Let's pull. It's not like I just go out and look for another partner because right now, like they're going through something like we get each other's backs. Right. And it's like, it takes a commitment, but partnerships are a huge advantage if you're committed, right. You've got to be committed to each other. So, but, but in order to learn that, man, I went through some huge challenges on partners. I've had some ugly breakups in the past, just like ugly marriage breakups. And, you know, I found out one, one of my old partners was embezzling me. One of them was starting a competing company this simultaneously as we were trying to build something, you know, and it got nasty and it got ugly. And, you know, I had to learn a lot. We had another partner when we were all partners, when Trevor was a partner that was like, using company funds to go out and fund all these other ventures that we weren't on board with. He wasn't necessarily embezzling. He thought he was doing something great, but literally bled our company account to zero. And it was like, holy shit, we had to like, Trev had to fund this account. We had to bring money into the table to get to rebuild without him. Right. And it's like, we've gone through all these nasty things uh, in order to build what we've had for the last 10 years too. Right. And so it's another huge challenge of business, man. And really what it comes down to is, is commitment, just like a marriage, just like you talked about, like, are you guys committed to the same mission? Are you committed to each other through those, ups and those downs. And so there's a lot of, dude, there's been so many different things we've had to overcome from just personally, but also in business and together as well. Um, but, but yeah, man, that's some of the big things we've had to overcome so far. Yeah. See that audience, if you listen to what they're both saying is that they never gave up. They never quit. They never yeah. stopped just because say, you know, Kale says, Hey, Trevor's got his thong twisted too tight. I'm quitting. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I like to use humor here. You get what I'm saying though. Right. It's like, but you guys balance each other out. Right. And like, it took me 48 years to meet my current wife. Right. And, and we are a good team. Like, you know, like where she, like, if she's tired, like that's where I pick it up and vice versa. Right. And what I've learned in being an entrepreneur and being a part of apex the last couple of years, right. Is one, I can't quit on myself. Right. Right. Because 
you know, a little background about me is like, I, I liken this entrepreneurship journey to my recovery journey, right? I've been clean and sober for 18 years. And some of the biggest lessons I've learned, you guys, are actually in being sober. Like the last five years, I've lost four family members, almost lost a fifth, my son, uh, like just major challenges, you know, and it could have been, there was a point where like, when I found out my brother had committed suicide, I was in Denver, Colorado, right? And I'm from Orange County, California. So all my support systems back there, I could have told, you know, my ex-fiance or fiance at the time, like, Hey, you know, just chill out the room. I'm going to, I'll be back in a little bit. Right. And I could have did my thing. You know, because when you're on a mission, like when it comes to that, like I know where to find it, right? Or it finds me because I got the neon <laughs> sign going, Max wants to get high. You know what I mean? But I learned a lot, right? I, in that time where like when I my sister passed, my brother committed suicide, I was finishing college, right? And on my way from California to Minnesota, I finished and got my degree in psychology. And then just, you know, I, you know, I knew it was time to finish my book. I wrote a book. You know, I reconnected with Chris Whitehead, who I've known for a, quite a long time. And he's been one of my biggest teachers, you know, mentor and, and one of my best friends. And so what I've learned, like from you guys is to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what, like, don't give up, right? I know I'm new to the game, right? And I like it kind of because I am the CEO of my own company, right? So if someone yeah. gets pissed, I don't get to look at someone and go, oh, wait, Max, that's your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning a lot, you know, and, and listening into your podcast, you know, when you've interviewed guests on how, you know, the challenges they went through and, and you talking, it's just, I learn a lot, right? So now I totally believe in that assignment or alignment assignment. Uh, and now I got you guys on my side, you know, so I can always reach out and go, Hey, I got a question. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I love about these people that I've connected with, like guys like yourself, like, I've never had anyone say, you know what, Max, I really don't know you, so I can't help. I'm not going to talk to you, yeah. right? Like everybody's been right. so helpful. And that's what my audience needs to hear is like, find that tribe that's going to like lift you up and support you, right? And, and yeah. push you to go to that next limit, right? Because like I said, you know, I could sit here and wait till I got a year after a surgery and go, Okay, it's been a year. It's back to go to the gym, right? Like I get antsy. I, I'm like, I'm not going to do that, right? Because then, you know, the stuff I do away from business, I I feel I'll do in my business, right? If I procrastinate, then you know, if I got to make this deal or meet with this person, oh no, I'll do it tomorrow, right? And if you guys, the successful business owners, know that that doesn't work, right? If you're going to freaking procrastinate, you might as well give up. And no, right? you got to you got to seize it, man. You got to seize the time that you got, right? Right. And you became a father young, right? And see, part of my addiction, I didn't see my kids for nine years so i'm on this mission to like make like trevor said I, i'm making up for lost time like even yeah. though i've been back in their lives for 18 years now like double the time it's still part of me says you know when dad goes out it's going to be a whole different version that you remember than when all that stuff happened if you get what i'm saying so what are some of the other like you know i don't like to call them struggles i like to call them challenges like what are give the audience some of the toughest things you guys have been through like say most recently with COVID, you remember like, because when COVID hit, right, uh, only our group was the one that was more positive. Everybody's like, oh, no, everything's going to go to shit and fucking bad, bad, bad. Right. Yeah. So given COVID that's happened right now, you know, 2021 going into 2022, like what are some of those tough challenges you overcame during that period of time to still thrive? Because you guys well, thrived through that, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we yeah. did. We did well. You know, last year was was the best year that we had ever had. And then this year's turning out to be even a better year, you know, so um, and, and 
and you know, we feel lucky to to be able to say that. I know not everybody has the ability to say that, but I mean, we're dealing with challenges as we speak. You know, what what you, what people need to understand just because somebody's had success or see success or is currently experiencing success doesn't mean that they're not experiencing, you know, hardships or struggles. If anything, the struggles or hardships that they're facing at a higher level are much greater than what an individual at a lower level could even handle right now. And that's why they're at the lower, lower level and the other person's at the higher level. Right. And so I would say, you know, in business, you have one main problem and that's customers or clients. Either you're not getting enough of them or you're having too much. It's very rare that a business grows at the exact same pace that you're growing as a company. Right. And so early on, the issue is, is I need to get customers. I need to get clients. That's a big issue. Everybody's trying to get their marketing or their message out there so that they can bring in revenue. So the customers is an issue. How do I get them? And then you get further along down the road and then you figure out how to get lots of customers. And then then the issue is trying to keep up. So that's our biggest issue right now is, is trying to continue to stay ahead of the growth that we're experiencing by trying to overstaff. And right, and that's been challenging during COVID, right? Yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard to find really good help. We yeah. don't want to bring quality work on board, but it's either secured down or the people that are out looking for work really aren't that motivated because through COVID, I mean, they've just been getting handed money, right? Like they've been getting handed money if their business went down or if they're on unemployment or whatever the case may be. So we've had some super we've had challenges finding the right people to come in here and and uh, add to our staff so that we can fulfill at the level that we expect to fulfill at. And our clients expect yeah. for us to fulfill that. Um, uh, and, and I think people just need to be better about adapting, you know, instead of bitching and complaining about the situation, just adapt to the situation and, and, and start working through it. Yeah. Right. The, the sooner you start working through it, the quicker you're going to get to the solution. I mean, even last year, we never really had anybody work from home, you know, so that was, that was an adjustment that we had to make as well. Right. Putting, putting, uh, you know, Slack channels together for different departments in order to be able to communicate because, not everybody was working in the office. Right. Designing right? our systems and processes to cater to an at-home person. Yeah. Trying I mean, to train them. And- it's it's there's curveballs every single day, right? And 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 every single year. COVID was just last year's and this year's. You know, even if COVID is gone, there's still going to be a different curveball that we would have to deal with. You know, it's it, it, it's right. again, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. There's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. And it's just the individuals that are best about, OK, that's a problem. That's an issue. Is it trying to redirect us somewhere new or different? What is it trying? What's this lesson trying to teach us? Keeping the proper perspective through problems is is probably the thing that most people lack, right? Uh, I mean, even just this weekend on Friday, me and Kel get a text message as we're sitting at home. Hey, so-and-so put their two weeks in. They just want a, a different schedule where they can be home with their kids more or whatever it is. And, and unfortunately, in the position that she's in, she doesn't have the ability to do that. We need her in the office. So right. we, she can't have freedom or flexibility just to kind of come and go because then our customers don't necessarily get the support that they need. Right. right. And so 
in the text that I sent back, I said, it's all good. Some people will come. Some people will go. You know, it's it's happening for a reason. We'll find somebody this next week to, to replace that individual. And so it's just trying to stay positive when you're when you're in duress. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, which is a lot easier said than done. But, you know, we've, we've done a pretty good job that no matter what's thrown at us, we, we find a solution, we address it and, and we move on. You know, at this point, our, our, our uh, another thing that we're dealing with currently is, you know, we have six. 60-day credit repair. We have an individual that we put in place two or three years ago to run that company, and it's running great. It's a it's a pretty fine-tuned machine that spits out paychecks to us on a month-to-month basis, right? And we're trying to do that exact same thing with easier accounting so we can be out in the world a little bit more, get our names out there a little bit more. So we're putting together and assembling a leadership crew internally for the accounting business so that we're when we're not in the office, that there's go-to people that the employees can look to if there's a problem or if there's an issue or just needs feedback or advice on a certain situation. So that's what we're currently dealing with is one, COVID, just like anybody else, making adjustments, trying to hire onboard enough staff to make sure that we can support the clients while we're in the process of transitioning leadership from ourselves to the new leadership team so that uh, that we can stay take a step back and start focusing a little bit more on real business owners and, you know, doing our own coaching and masterminds and, you know, mentoring type programs uh, underneath that brand. And I'll tell you what, Max, it, it wouldn't be possible if we didn't have the money to do it. See, when COVID hit, we weren't scared. We were like, okay, we, we got money. There's one thing that we've always been on board with as a team is like, okay, look, man, we can go live crazy lifestyles like most business owners do. And they take some a time or two to learn this, or we can stack cash because we understand that money is power, right? In business, money is power. And like a lot of people can view that as like, oh, well, money is the root of all evil or all those, all the stigmas we hear around money. Well, guess what? Money solves a lot of problems too. And since we've been willing to pay ourselves less and continue to build a strong basis in our companies, we've always had the ability to weather storms. And just like right now, we're in a storm, right? It's not, I mean, it's partially because of COVID because it's harder to hire, which means we've got to throw more money at hiring top level accountants to come and work remotely for us. And so now we're able to do that because of the reserves that we've built up. And our very first goal when we first started our business, it was like, hey man, we just need to get $100,000 in the bank before we give ourselves a raise, right? And that's literally what we did. Once we hit that, it's like, oh, now we can pay ourselves a little bit more money, but it's gotta be $100,000 that we've already paid tax on. We've already, we understand our overhead, what each position costs us, what our personal lifestyles are costing us. We had to make cuts there and sacrifices there for about, I don't know, many, many years. Well, and, and, and it's still ever evolving. As our staff grows, as our company costs grows, as all these things grow, we have to raise that basis. It, now it's like, we can't keep a hundred grand in the bank. We got to keep multi six, seven figures in the bank, right, you right. know, in order for us to know that if we hit hard times, whether it's COVID, whether it's something else, we can get through it. Because I'm going to tell you something, man, is one thing that you really want in a company is loyalty from the people that work for you. And if you can't create loyalty because you can't pay them, it's pretty hard for you to scale and grow. And guess what? Even if they are loyal to you, but you have that talk with them of like, hey, man, I can't cover payroll this week. COVID really knocked me on my ass. But hey, help ride it out with me, dude. I'm going to I'm going to catch it all up next week. And then next week comes and you still have to have that same talk. They're never going to be more loyal to their family and the mouths and they feed that they feed than you. Right. Like, so it's pretty damn important for newer entrepreneurs to understand that, like, dude, 
Right now, you're in sacrifice mode. You need to pay yourself as little as possible. You need to go to the gas station for your little treats and drinks and your little habits like smoking and chewing and all these things. You need to, you know, put off some extravagant, you know, vacations and and bigger houses and boats and cars. I don't care if your business is profiting 20 grand a month. If you don't got a basis established that's going to help you weather storms for the next six months and feed your people and pay your people, you're not not, not going to get through it, man. And so, you know, that's just one thing for people to keep in mind, man, that's where money is powerful. And it takes a lot of sacrificing and and really a a strategy of, hey, as we grow, how are we going to grow this thing? We pay ourselves handsomely now, but we still don't take all the profits. You know, we still allow things to grow so that we can always get the talent that we need or pay the people that are here when we hit those hard times. Yeah. And I get that totally. I mean, thank God I have a wife that's kind of frugal too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you hear to have at least three months reserved for bad times. Right. So I thank God that we save for at least six months. Right. Cause little yeah. did I know someone stole my, I, it would take me eight months or seven months to get any. Right. So I was able to keep my house going and, you know, yep. Luckily I'm not like this guy that likes has to, you know, I quit vaping a week yeah. before I got laid off. Right. So then I said, you know, I got to stick with this. So I've been vape free for over a year now. Um, nice. But I'm not spending, like you said, thank God I wasn't spending money on vape juice on, you know, like, and I used to be bad. I admit I was like the guy I need to vape for every day of the week. Right. I got to have something different because I got to look cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we all have those um, like habits, man. But yeah. it, when, it, when it's time to like go to the next level, what are you willing to give up? Right. You know what I mean? And, and you realize that. Yeah. And I think that challenge actually helped me, like, especially listening to what you're saying. Right. So now I know what it's like to be tough, but I still can take care of my family. Right. Because I didn't go. I don't have to go. Hey, honey, you know what? We're like bankrupt. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, And you know how that goes. You know, that wouldn't go over well. We might not even be here having this freaking uh, uh, this interview. Right. Uh, but you get right. what I'm saying. So I, at least I have yeah. guys like yourselves that I'm learning that from. And, you know, I bit the bullet. You know, I just kept pushing forward. I had to involve my local assembly woman here in, in San Diego County to go like, look, what's going on with this stuff? Right. But eventually, right. It, it worked itself out. I got back to work. I might not be making what I was making before I got laid off, but Hey, I'm taking care of my family. And for me, that gives me the strength to go, you know what? I'm on the right path. You know, there was lessons right. I needed to learn, you know, and I got people backing me up that that see my potential. And now I got a bigger community that I, I can go to, you know, like yourselves and go, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? And you're I know you guys are going to go, Max, you're like way off. You need to rethink that <laughs> to sit down or, hey, you might be on the right path. And, you know, and that's what I want the audience to see is like all the people, not that I've just met in the last two years, but people that have gone through some crazy time, but are on top today because they didn't give up, right? They didn't give up. Right. You know, they, they, they hung tough. They knew what they had to do, whether it's in business or life. And like today I get, you know, I have the honor of, of interviewing you, Kale and Trevor, because if you would have asked me 18 years ago, and I'd be on a podcast interviewing two of my favorite guys, I would have said, dude, whatever you're smoking, you need to pass it my way. You're good. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, and that's what oh, yeah. I, uh, well, well, you, you talk, you talk about your network, right? Conveying to your audience how important a network is. Yes. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't do anything alone. A- any transaction that's ever happened has happened based upon, you know, you doing business with another individual, right? The, the more individuals that know who you are, what you do, what you're about, know you, like you, trust you, the more opportunities that you have in life in general. You know, at the end of the day, the investments that we've made in businesses outside of our own 
have come from the fact that we have joined business networks, entrepreneurship groups, surrounded ourselves with people at a high level because we know people at a high level are going to always be making things happen. There, you know, there's these individuals that they don't have one business, they don't have two, they have three, four, five. You know, some of these people have 20, 30, 40 businesses, and they're always looking for the next opportunity. And the cool thing about that is, is when you're surrounded by people that are always looking for the next opportunity, when they find one, in a lot of cases, they need to raise money or they need to raise funds. And so at this point, we just get presented opportunity after opportunity. Kel's forwarded an opportunity today on an $18 million multifamily deal uh, that an individual is doing that's inside of the Apex group, right? And so he has an opportunity to review that, see if he likes it, take a look at the numbers and the returns and decide whether he wants to invest in it or not. You know, so we get presented opportunities all the time in our network based upon the fact that we spent money and surrounded ourselves with other people that are just like us, that are in business, that are always shaking, always moving, always doing something to try to to secure themselves more and more financially. And those are the people that you want to surround yourself with, because if they're always stretching themselves, by default, you want to do the same. And by default, if they have an opportunity, they're going to go ahead and present it to you because you're a like-minded individual and they know you like you and trust you. And so the amount of opportunities that have been presented to us just just because we've joined groups have been uh, huge, have been huge. The amount of business that we get because we're in groups have been huge. Right. And so I I don't I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on on the the whole networking aspect of business or entrepreneurship groups. I wish we would have found it earlier, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, we found it, what, two and a half, three years ago. And ever since our income has continued to climb, maybe not necessarily as a direct result of that, but maybe as a result of surrounding ourselves with those type of people. And you see people making even more money than you're making. And it stretches your vision a little bit. Absolutely. I couldn't agree. And that's why I'm sticking close to Apex and and the people that I get to meet like yourselves, right? Because, you know, what they you see them post all the time, right? If you hang around with five millionaires, you're going to probably be the sixth, right? Or you can go the opposite way. If I hang out with five criminals you're going to be the sixth and i already did that part right so i choose to do the other right so you know for you know you know yeah you know for a fact it works now you just got to apply it on the positive side of things right absolutely right and that and that's my goal right is to leave a legacy for my family right for my great-grandkids great, great, grand, all that shit that we talk about and, you know, and learn from guys like you, right? Because it's not, that's why I said it's such a parallel like this, what I'm on, right? In my early recovery, that's what my mentor said, you know, you want what they have, then they will go do what they do. And he, what my sponsor, yeah. you know, at the time told what that meant was, okay, you want to have a family, right? Go check out the guys, see how they, you know, with a lot of time, see how they treat their wives and see how they treat their ch- kids and how they treat their friends. Right. And if that's what you want, then that's what you go. You go hang out with those people, right? I can't right. hang out with the people that are just coming out of jail like myself, you know, and don't even know what recovery is about and, and expect to be successful. Right. So that's what I'm doing here in this journey. And that's why I reached out to you guys. Cause I know you guys are, you guys are amazing dudes. I, I watch you, right. They always say, you never know who's watching. And you know, I'm sure people are watching me and it's funny how like Ryan posted one time about the haters, right. As you get better and people start to get to know, you know, like I realized, I got some haters out there. Why? I have no idea, but you know, they want to hate, let them hate. But yeah, that's the advice like you guys said. So, you know, I'll definitely want to stay connected with you guys. Cause I I mean, I learned from just listening to some of your podcasts, you know, like, okay, 
I got to try this or, you know what I mean? And, you know, like, yeah, no, that's what it's all about. That's the whole reason why we do it. Right. Yeah. And know? I, Cause and we, I want to get to know you guys better through, for that reason. Yeah. Right? No, we, we've been through a lot and we try to share the experiences that we've gone through to help people uh, negate maybe some of the problems that we've had to face. Right. Okay. So you guys know, I don't, well, I don't know if you know, right. But I did write a book and, and the title of it is called fearless happiness. So I'm going to start with the fearless first, right? Because there's like, those are only two questions that I really, I'm a stickler about asking my guests towards the end of the, you know, our interview here. So what is, I'll let whoever wants to go first, but what does fearless look like to you guys? And how does that show up in your lives on a daily basis? So, I mean, for me, man, it's, uh, I mean, fear is, is uh, something that, you know, fuels me. And as I've gotten more aware of it, it's something that I can use as a tool. And it's, it shows me when I'm being bold or not, right? Like everything, every move that I've made, that's a bold move is like, even though fear was still there, it was, I can never say I'm fearless, dude. I, I, I face fear all the time, but I know that I, if I really want something and I, I go after it with that boldness and that willingness to take that, take that leap of faith. Like I already know there's always a payoff on the other side, even if it's just a learning lesson, you know what I mean? And so honestly, dude, like I, I, I still all the time find myself uh, in fear and it's just something that I've become more aware of because of the work that I've done. Um, but I can't say that it's, you know, I, I'm like a fearless person, but I can say I'm a bold person. You know, when I do feel fear, I know that I'm willing to still make bold moves and overcome that fear and put myself out there. Because if we look at, at success, successful people, people that have really created a lot, like, man, they're, they're out there doing shit. Other people aren't willing to do. They're putting themselves out there. How many phenomenal speakers are scared shitless when they walk on their first stage, you know, but now they're, now, now they're just, they're just great at it. Right. And they, and they get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to show up and, and speak to a crowd of people that, that need to hear their message or whatever it is, but it's always scary at first, man. So fear is just an indicator of where you need to be bold. You know what I mean? And so that's, I have been well at being bold, but I can never say that I've ever acted fearlessly. I've actually just used it as a tool to tap into that boldness to just overcome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, to me, you know, fear, I mean, a hundred percent of people are going to experience fear, right? They should fear less, you know, there you uh, go. But <laughs> right? at, at, at the end of the day, in most cases, fear is just trying to show you something about yourself. If anything, fear is more of an indicator of something that you should be doing, right? And so for me, it's about doing the thing that you know you should be doing even when you're scared, but not listening to the emotion behind it. You know, staying connected with what you're trying to accomplish more so than the emotion that you're feeling while you're trying to accomplish that thing. Right. And, and like, that's what I've learned from guys like yourselves, right? Like, so my why, I made it so big that it scares the shit out of me, right? Like, even almost brings tears to my eyes sometimes. Like, how the fuck am I going to do this shit? You know what I mean? But yeah, but that's what I've learned, right? Like you said that fear less not be fearless but fear less and just do the things i know i need to do every day right and yeah. i i forget the speaker there was one i saw an interview one time where the guy's a really good speaker very you know popular and he talks about how he almost throws up every time he goes out like he's so he gets so nervous that he wants to puke before he goes out but you would never see that when he's speaking right he goes through right. what he goes through and he gets out there once he's out there he's fine right and uh and i've got to admit sometimes when i do this with with guys like yourselves like i get nervous and i'm like am i gonna go out there and go hey you know what i mean and i go yeah. just go for it max and just be yourself and sometimes you know it I mean? happens man 
<laughs> yeah, right. But that makes us, that's what makes us human, right? And, you know, I've done things in, in my life to overcome some fears, like extreme, you know, like jumping out of a plane at 18,000 feet to overcome my fear of heights, right? And uh, yeah. and doing this podcast was a big thing, right? Yeah. So uh, that's awesome, you guys. I mean, I love everybody's, their, their take on fearless is different. But if you listen to the message, it's the same. Most, if not all my guests are like, you just do it anyway, even if it scares yeah. the shit out of you. All right, and that right. leaves me, and, and I, go ahead. I, I love that you followed up with happiness, man, because that is where we feel the most fulfillment and the happiness is when we overcome those things, man. And like, you know what I mean? That, that, that confidence it builds is like, it's really where the, the happiness does lie is, is that, is that push through that stuff. And so I do like the title. I think it's cool. Yeah. And I put a why, if you look, there's a why in it, right? I still get hit up. I always tell my guests, yeah, I get people tell me you spelled it wrong. Stupid. Um, I go, I did that for a reason. Right. So um, and if it, obvi- it obviously grabbed their attention, so it they're does, not going right? to forget about it. Yeah. They're not going to forget about it. <laughs> So knowing I put the why in happiness, wh- what does that mean to you guys? Like, like what makes you happy? Um, I mean, dude, on, I, I, like, I like winning. I like leveling up. I like being able to provide more to my family. I love being able to give to my clients. I love, like, I love all of that stuff, man. Like I've figured out over all these years that like, I am my happiness when I'm, I am, I am my, my most happy when I am serving, dude, because it's like I was telling my son the other day with baseball, like, we're having to talk about like, dude, as a part of our Goodman name, our core values as a family is we are servants, right? Like we're on this earth to serve, man. And that brings us fulfillment. I said, right now you have goals of being this D1 athlete in baseball and going off to play the pros. And I have no doubt that you can do it. You have every ability and you can execute that, but you're going to have to serve, man. In order for your coach to turn around and serve you and prop you up to these colleges at the next level, you need to serve him on the field right now. You need to go out there and be and rise above the, the even your teammates and you need to lift them up and elevate them and serve every person on that team with leadership and serve your, your, your coach with being a great follower and put your effort into that into that game and that sport and he will in return serve you on your mission for your next big goal right and that's just like one example but that's how it is in business dude you know what i mean like if i serve my customers they're gonna in turn serve me you know and so that's where i do feel a lot of happiness man is like when we've made that big shift we talked about for the last five years in business of like, man, let's do it right. Let's do it good. Like let's really build something that people aren't getting in accounting and credit repair and, and real business owners and all these fake gurus out there. It's like, dude, that's fuels us. That's where happiness is. And so serving is happiness for me, man. I really do love it. Nice. What about you, yeah. Tyler? I mean, for, for me, you know, I'm most happy when I, when I see other people starting to level up, right? Like, and so with real business owners, it's been awesome to, you know, take a few phone calls here and there, watch people take some of the advice that we've given, apply the advice and send us a message six months later, a year later to see how how that feedback impacted that individual, uh, whether it's personally, financially, you know, whatever it is. And in most cases, when it impacts somebody personally, it impacts them financially. If they're changed as an individual, they're going to start looking at things just a little bit differently. And it, it has the ability to leak in into all aspects of life. But, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing just progress. I think progress is, is, is happiness um, because if somebody's in the same situation that they were five years ago, I, I doubt that individual is a happy individual, right? right? And progress doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, 
just money. It could be in your, again, in your, in your fitness, in your finances, it could be spirituality. It could be progress in the fact that you're reading more books than you ever have. It could be progress in, 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 in watching your kids develop as a, an, as an athlete. Right. Uh, I'm sure that's fun for Kel to watch his son from the time that he first watched him play to where he's at now, really starting to put in that real, real work, that outside work that most kids will not do, even kids at, at his own own level. Right. Right. He's actually going to the gym at night, doing the extra workouts that are required in order to see progress. Right. And so uh, for me, I think I think progress really equals happiness in any aspect of life. Yeah, because how can you not? be happy if you're seeing progress right and i get that you know it's it's this journey has been nothing short of amazing right even like i said er, like one of my top 10 values is service right because that's yeah. what i was taught my there was two things that my mentor my sponsor whatever you want to call me says dude service work right and living in gratitude if you can do those two things right you're gonna have success right and like i said i celebrated 18 years in september and that you know if, if you knew my background where i came from i was looking at three years in prison and this judge for you know i that's why I say I don't believe in coincidences, gave me a third chance and said, look, man, you're going to do this. And if you slip up one millimeter and then I'll send you to prison. But here's your chance again. Like my divine intervention, my God said, dude, take it and run with it. Right. And but I ended up relapsing four times in that place. And it was lessons I had to learn on the work. You know, like we talk about doing the work, right? I wasn't really doing the work. I was just trying to skate by and I, I got the results. But like you said, like happiness for me, that's you're right. It's seeing progress. Right. Which for me. Because we, if, if you think about it, happiness is fleeting, right? I've ta- I have a lot of talk with people that are very successful, and they always tell me, Max, happiness is fleeting. It's that joy that you find in, in, in trusting the process, right? In your journey, as you guys are, as real business owners, right? To, to see the smile on Kale's face and your face, Trevor, right? You guys know you have put in the work like 10 times over, right? And that's what you know brings me happiness is I know if I do the same thing that these guys did, just put in the work, never give up on myself, I'm going to get there, right? Because I don't expect overnight, you know what I mean? Because I know like my sobriety didn't happen overnight. Most of these people that are very successful, we know like you guys, 10 years in business, right? You know, what seems to be look like, you know, like the media likes to portray, oh, this guy was an overnight success. If you listen to the stories of everybody who we know is successful, right? They put in blood, sweat and tears over years and years, right? And one thing I tell that makes me happy is I know that I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not in it for instant gratification. I already tried that shit and it didn't work, right? It always got me into trouble. So I'm in it for the long haul. And like I said, I'm grateful that we got to connect today and I got to bring you guys on as a guest because you guys killed it. Right. So before we end this, like I always like to do this, like if there's anyone in the audience that wants to reach out to you guys because they need your services or they want to work with you or whatever the case may be, how can they get a hold of you? Tell them how to get a hold of us, Trev. <laughs> it's my turn now. <laughs> um, no, I would say the best the best way to get a hold of us is through Instagram at Real Business Owners. We do have a Facebook page as well, so if people prefer Facebook, they could go over there. But we're we're most well known on Instagram, and we're answering a hundred percent of the messages that we see come through there. If anybody has questions about accounting services, credit repair services, general business questions, looking for just some advice in one aspect or another, send us a message at Real Business Owners on Instagram and we'd be happy to uh, try to give some feedback from 
from our experiences. Awesome. Anything you want to add, Kale? No, that's it, man. I mean, we we do get a lot of DMs. And if it's somebody that needs something like right away, we send them off their information to the team. Our team reaches out. If it's something that, you know, hey, they need something more general around business, we've been really good to just, you know, jump in and answer questions and help people out best we can. So, but that is the best place. I mean, we're, we're in there a lot, both of us. So, okay. um, awesome. you know, shoot us a DM on the real business owners accounts, whether Facebook or Instagram. I mean, if people would want to go to our, our website, like easier accounting.com and submit a form for like, you know, an actual accounting consultation, they can always do that as well. And all of our contact information's on there as well. Awesome. Cool. Uh, any final thoughts, excuse me, for, for the audience today that you guys want to leave them with? Uh, again, basically, I would just reiterate what you what you've you know said a few times throughout the podcast. Just because it's difficult right now doesn't mean it's 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 not going to pay off. You know, I I remember early on, you know, making about the same amount of money I was making as a sales rep, but had to deal with a bunch of the additional other problems. You know, customer support, hiring, firing, you know, all of that stuff. And I was wondering, you know, did I make the right move as from a sales rep to you know a business owner? because in some cases early on, it doesn't feel like you made the right, right move. But just because it feels that way doesn't mean it's true. You know, you, you have to, you have to go through each issue individually so that you can learn the lessons that you need to learn so that as you make your way through business, that you have all of those lessons in your back pocket that you can pull out at any time and they'll serve you for many, many years. And so uh, if an individual is going through something difficult right now, it's trying to teach them a lesson that will serve them for many, many years and just try to keep that perspective as you're, as you're dealing with the problem. And you you heard it, folks. And that just doesn't go for business. If there's some lessons you're going through in your personal life, pay attention because someone or something is trying to teach you that lesson. And until you learn it, it's just going to keep showing up and showing up and showing up. Oh, yeah. Repeat. Right? <laughs> Repeat. Yeah. It's on that, uh, re- you know, whatever loop. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I've been guilty of that. But again, you guys, thank you for being a guest. You guys were great. Thank you for gracing me with your presence. And and I know the audience will have a lot to take away from this. You guys added so much value. So thank you so much, you guys. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate the invite. Until next time, we will do this again.